This episode of the UNI podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> At this point, I really don't know how else to feel about Nigeria. Honestly, I've, I've tried indifference. I've tried to not even think about it. And unfortunately, that's not working. Somehow, something just creeps up from behind or... Well, stays up in front of you and just makes you remember that you're stuck in this hellhole. Like, I don't, I don't believe in curses, but at this point, it it feels so so glaring that somebody cursed us. I just one just has to assume the worst at this point because what else could there be? What else? What other excuse could we give to this? To this reality that we are faced with. Not only is the country in shambles, we have we have citizens who I don't know. It's fucking terrible. Um with the Minister of Communication issues, I don't I don't know what to say about that. Whatever his name is, Pantimania B Panty or something. It's just it's fucking frustrating how People don't even seem to have an iota of decency once they are in government, you know? I would think with all the negative press around his nomination or his appointment, as it were, you do the honorable thing. If you say you've repented from your past sins of being a, a terrorist sympathizer or even being somebody who incited violence against um, people of other faith that is not yours, you would think... Common sense would make you feel like, okay, well, since people are bringing up all these past things that I feel that I've been forgiven of, maybe I should actually make penance for this. Maybe I should actually step down, move aside, so that they will know that, truthfully, I am actually reborn or repented, and this shit is not the view I hold as of now. But nah, the man has stuck to his guns, and... You wouldn't blame him if you actually think about it that much because he knows the kind of system he's in. He knows who's at the top. He knows that no matter how much the outrage comes, truthfully, there's a 99.9% chance that nothing would be done. Like, nothing would be done to him. He would not, he would not lose the appointment to start with. He would not be jailed because of his past sins or anything, no matter how much of a threat he is, he knows that for a fact. So I'm guessing he's probably sitting somewhere now just looking at all the outrage online, the news and everything, and just shaking his head. Because he's not going to feel it. We've seen this. I mean, when that governor, Ganduji, was shown collecting bribe from someone what happened? We thought that was the end, like it was actually on video, so what else could be wrong? He's still here, still one of the biggest force behind the president right now, isn't he? You would think this would be glaring, you would think that when such acts are caught clearly, people would not have to want to explain it away, but that's what we have. I mean, at this point, it... I, I I don't even know if the saying of pray for Nigeria is even effective. And this is coming from somebody who is not religious because 
I would actually hope that if a God was there answering, this would be the best time for you to say, you know what? Let me actually smile on these people because think of how terrible it is right now. The prices of food are skyrocketing. If you can still afford three square meals, you're probably going to be termed a ritualist, even if it's just a joke. But people still look at you and like, man, I wish I had your life. Tied on top of that is the COVID and the terrible management of the COVID that the Nigerian government is, is doing. Forget that you're not getting more updates right now about it, but that's how it is. At this point, Nigerians have just probably given up and said, you know what, whatever happens will happen. The herd mentality is probably kicking in as well, because right now you might probably have it, but you have much more to worry about. So it probably would not even wear his ugly head because you're like, man, fuck COVID. I haven't eaten today. I need to go outside and hustle. And for me, I think what hurts the most is you would think these people notice stuff like this, you know, but they don't. I think one thing we have to admit is, and if you're listening to this and you're part of the 1%, one thing you have to admit is once you, I think once you get to the top, you get to a certain degree of wealth or affluence, you lose touch. That's just it. I, I don't think you can actually shy away from that fact you lose touch with the common man and the needs of the common man i think there was a video circulating online about some so-called rich people who were talking down on the, the poor people in their area saying calling them peasants and stuff like that and people got mad like why would you be treating so um, poor people like that look that's the reality the rich don't really care about you Inequality is a fucking big business. Like, people are cashing out from it. Think about it. If the rich were to allow you to be rich, there will be more rich people and their power over everything becomes diminished. So they need that gap to stay wide. And it's the same thing with the political class. If the, the gap between the rich and the poor remains wide, the gap between the masses and the government stays wide as well. So as much as the outrage is coming from us about this whole appointment and stuff, the masses in their full capacity cannot even reach out to touch the, the government, you know, to even threaten them and say, you know what, we can actually topple you down. Nope, we can't do that. Because we saw this in the NSAS protest, didn't we? As much as that protest was on fire, as much as that protest had international recognition, we are still back to square one. Nothing was done. We just outrage, 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 and still the status quo was maintained. So much so that people lost their life on the 20th of October, and it feels like nothing happened. In fact, people are saying nothing happened. So at this point, I don't know what to feel because, like I said, indifference seems not to be working. You know, when I mean indifference, being just overlooking it doesn't seem to be working. I've tried it. I've tried to avoid the news. I've tried to see, when I see posts on Twitter about the government, I try to scroll past. But it just comes back biting you because... Whether you like it or not, even if you're avoiding the news, in your daily life, you would tend to meet some of these things that you think, fuck, what the fuck is going on? And 
in a country where it is so so fucking religious you know everybody is praying everybody is believing in god and yet this shit is happening like this so maybe that tells us something about our religion about our faith and i know people are quick to bring up the fact that well it's because we're religious that there are no wars and stuff look at this point and i know this might be me being very naive but at this point i know a lot of people who take war and separation over this shit because i don't know if you notice but people are fucking hungry people are dying you think you have money right you think you've saved up a millionaire or two millionaire and then something terrible hits you and then you go to the hospital the bills you have to pay your life saving is gone before you can even say jack gone poof nothing left so you see that this is not even something that we have to debate there's a common saying that uh, this this sufferness will touch everybody i think the problem with that saying is is it's kind of incomplete because people say it and you think oh it will touch the dark waters as well no when they say this thing will touch everybody it's going to possibly touch all the masses the middle class yes you have a car you have a good apartment shit you're still in the middle class you're not part of the one percentile you're not and the truth is nothing is going to affect the one percentile which is why they protect that shit with their life which is why they scorn the poor they know for a fact that that place where they are is the pinnacle no matter how much you shoot that arrow it's not really going to touch on lumpus nope so at this point again i i really don't know how to feel about nigeria i really don't know how to feel about how we are even reacting to it because like i said i tried indifference and i know a lot of people tried indifference as well and i'm not religious so i can't even try prayer because to me that shit doesn't work but i'm thinking of the people who are religious and have tried prayer and are saying that this shit doesn't work as well i've tried anger I've tried to be angry about it you know just frustrated and shout and tweet and insult that doesn't work either I've tried to be positive about it, looking at the quote of saying, oh, um, it go better, you know, Nigeria will get better sometime, and still that shit doesn't work. Because even in you saying it, you, 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 you'll be able to send the hypocrisy in your words. And then for all the people who are always advocates of, ah, man, if you get money, if as in, if you if you know what you are doing you with your life better jackpot from nigeria it's always funny because i don't know if anybody any of them have actually made any visa application of recent or actually paid for airfare minimum wage for the average nigerian is less than a hundred dollars with the fucking exchange rate right now that's how bad and according to statistics over 80 percent of the population are living on less than a dollar a day and you don't expect them to be frustrated you don't expect them to flare up on traffic or, or 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 attack their neighbors or do something out of out of the ordinary and then you're like oh people are wicked no people are not fucking wicked people are just frustrated all of the crimes you're seeing all of the stupid acts that you see and you're like i can't believe somebody did this shit it's not coming from a place of wickedness to be honest it's coming from a place of frustration 
people are trying their best to stay sane and it is fucking impossible in a country like this. It is fucking impossible. People are, are desperate. Parents are trying to do their best to feed their kids. So you find them dipping their hands into what they are not supposed to dip their hands into. And then you wonder why some parents are really open-minded about their kids being into fraud. They don't care. There's nothing about morals in that one. They just want respite. It is fucking terrible. And I can't even think of what the solution is, to be honest. I know I'm not a political analyst or anything, but I, I don't even know if there's a solution at this point. It is that frustrating because... Ideally, you're supposed to be able to see a way out of it. Like, okay, maybe if we do this. But no, I can't even see a way out of it. Because how many people can travel out of the country and escape it? We're a country of over how many millions of people? More than 100 million, if that might, if that is even correct. And you say, let us jackpot. Jackpot's so weird. How much can 30k, like how much airfare can 30k get you? And that's static key that you have not touched on. Again, I don't, I don't know how to react. Indifference is not working. Even being sad is not working because it just gives you a headache. I don't know what's working, honestly. I, I'm, I'm fucking tired. You wake up in the morning and if you check the news feed, what you're seeing doesn't even give you the right motivating boost to go out and do something productive with your life. And you wonder why people would actually embrace rituals. Yes, you might think they don't work. And you're, oh, I'm trying to be logical, mind, But shit, at this point in time, anybody will believe anything. Which is why I don't even get frustrated anymore about people choosing religion or people being overtly religious even with so many shit going on at this point in time everybody needs some sort of respite and if if it appears as if god is going to provide that kind of respite why wouldn't people flock to it but i guess the downside of that is that it means that most of us are not even going to be ready to take responsibility for anything and which is why nigeria still is where it is because we are so, so deep into this whole, there should be something higher that can help us out of it that we've forgotten that we have hands, that we have the brain, we have minds that we can walk towards something. Yeah, it might seem like this generation is doing more thinking than actually waiting on God to make changes. And that's, that's, that's something to look forward to. But imagine a generation that is doing that and yet the older generation is just looking for ways to frustrate it. So many incredible startups have started in Nigeria and tomorrow the CBN could just wake up and be like, oh shit, we don't like your face. We are creating this so-called policy and then your business is out of, out of business basically. It is frustrating like... It's fucking frustrating being in Nigeria. It's fucking frustrating being in Nigeria. And I know this is not about women, but imagine how frustrating it is being a woman in Nigeria with all of this. And then add a sprinkle of misogyny into it. Imagine navigating this terrible place 
with all it has, with all the, the, the tones that it pricks at you. And then add being a woman on top where even the men who are also navigating it and trying their best to get out of it do not actually give a fuck about you or are constantly harassing you or insulting you or stuff like that. Or think you're not even what, you know. I'm short of words, honestly. I wish there was a way out of this. I, I honestly hope there is. I'm sure I'm not seeing it now because I'm probably blinded with my frustration and my indifference, but I'm guessing there are other people who are not as frustrated or indifferent that will probably see a way out of it. But again, is that not me just being like the religious folks waiting on somebody to come and save us? As opposed to actually trying to do something. But then again, you have to ask yourself, what can you actually do? You speak out about this shit and in the next two weeks, the DSS is in front of your house. And again, I have to wonder, the kids of these people, you know, the kids of Buari, the kids of all the legislators, do they actually come down and see all this shit and are like, oh, my daddy is doing a good job? I think not. But again, I think they don't care. Because for all the humanitarianism that they try to push on us about um, Buari's daughters, oh, Zaha, Abi, what's her name, and all that stuff. I don't think she has ever come online, maybe on Twitter or anywhere, to actually voice some kind of displeasure about how her dad is running things. Because, let, let's be honest, she doesn't feel it. There's nothing touching her. She's she she she's studied abroad. She probably lives abroad. What is she going to like? It doesn't doesn't touch her. There's nothing to to be felt. So again, you're reminded of how much we are on our own here, and by we, I mean the poor people. Let's be honest. And that is it's also frustrating to think that. Even those of us who are poor are steadily trying to actually break that barrier. Not because we want to help other people, but we, because we want to be part of the one percentile and also stare at the gap and be like, oh, see, see poor people there, you have not made it. And I think that's where the bane is. The bane of the issue is that a lot of us are trying to be rich, trying to be wealthy, not because we want to help those who are in need, but because we want to be able to dine with those who we think are, you know, now our brothers in arms. And it's fucking sad. Again, I don't know how to feel about Nigeria, honestly. I don't. Indifference is not working anymore. Being sad is just frustrating. Being positive feels like hypocrisy at this point. Or delusions. And at this point, we're just stuck with nothing. It doesn't look like a nightmare that will end anytime soon. And the thing about nightmares is once they become very vivid, they are really, really fucking hard to shake off. This episode of the UNI podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs>